Hi, and welcome to this week's Three Legs Four Wheels F1 podcast. It's Paul here with Dan, Chris, Lee, and we have an announcement. Yes, we do. I was going to use the Rosbergian national anthem, but that'll do instead. That's him doing a jump cut. Um, yeah, apparently we are the fourth most popular podcast in Zimbabwe. So thank you, thank Zimbabwe. you to all our Zimbabwean listeners. And the, listeners. And not the fourth most popular sports podcast. No, the, we're the most popular sports podcast. But the fourth most popular podcast in the whole yeah. of Zimbabwe. Ripping up Dem downloads. Thank you. So thank you, thank you, Zimbabwe. I didn't even know we had new listeners there, let alone enough to make us scream a... for me, Harari. <laughs> <laughs> the most polite Bruce Dickinson impression ever. <laughs> he, he's quite posh though as well. Isn't he? Oh, he, he went to a posher school than I did. Yeah, yeah. His school had fencing lessons. That's Ooh. how posh he is. Whoa. Harari. That's the capital of Zimbabwe. Mm, all right. I was just going to say, uh, Zimbabwe's not in Japan. <sighs> no, but the Formula One is this week. Segway. Awesome. Yeah, Japanese Grand Prix this week. Um, in the middle well, of it. Well, we'll in the will middle there of be. A, Super typhoon, <laughs> like the, one of the biggest storms to hit Japan in recent history. But we we had this, as Lee said before, yeah. a few years ago, didn't we? Um, I mean, the, the run qualifying on a Sunday before, because apparently the worst of the storm is going to hit on Saturday. I'd also point out that we do get with, in general, with weather storms, especially coming towards the this time of year, we get a lot of horror porn when it comes to weather forecasts, don't we? Whereas everything's going to end, and then you go, oh no, we haven't had a hundred foot of snow. No, we did have a lot of rain last week. We did have a lot of rain. There yes. was, they, there was a very lot of just rain. still there. Yeah. yeah. Even even we had a leak in one of the windows. And you're on a hill. We're on, yeah, we're, mm. we're on the top of a hill and we had rain coming in. Yeah, it's crazy. Lots of rain. But back to F1. Um, there's arrows and everything all over here. Well, uh, yeah, that was for the announcement that we're Zimbabwe's fourth best pod, fourth most popular podcast. Ah, right. Fair enough. Uh, right, in that case, the second or what you've written down as the first thing on the yes, running Yes, because I was halfway through writing it when we found out that we were Zimbabwe's fourth most popular podcast. You're enjoying this fact, aren't you? I am. <laughs> <laughs> as are we all. Do we get a trophy? We can make one. I think somebody should make us one. I think so. Yes. If we make our own trophy, it doesn't really count. Well, Formula One trophies are terrible, aren't mm. they? In Let's fact, be honest, most in, Formula One trophies are terrible, so it's up to the fans of Three Legs, Four Wheels to design us a trophy for being Zimbabwe's fourth most popular or podcast. Just, or just design us trophies in general for things. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, that, that is, that we'll, is, do, we'll, this, we'll do that. Fourth doesn't get a trophy. It does now. Fourth <laughs> is third of the losers. No. <laughs> in, which, in which case, bronze medal loser trophy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Second bronze. Bronze squared. Yeah. <laughs> Copper, surely. And if something terrible was to happen to one of the top three, you're there. Uh, with Lance like Armstrong. The like, cupboard, I can get rid of the pictures of my son and I can put trophies up. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I could become your trophy cabinet. It can do. And Goodbye, I will, we, will keep, we'll, we will keep it stocked with trophies that people send in and we will give them updates on what trophies have been in and I will polish them. And the trophies as well. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're stocked with motorsport trophies at home, mainly because Sean won all those doing banger racing a few years ago. <laughs> mainly not crashing, or sometimes crashing. Or sometimes turning upside down. Yes. Anyway, F1, rather than, rather than bangers, although Play Wreckfest, it's absolutely brilliant. Um, 
new Formula One team in prospect for 2021 slash 2022. Unless you're Formula One, in which case there are no serious talks have happened. However, the the Monaco was it Monaco Investment Management? Yes, and Campos. Now, the, now, am I right in thinking that Campos Mater were part of Hispania Racing Team originally? Yes, and then Cam, um, Adrian Campos sold out, but they still. So is this Adrian Campos? Yes, this is still the same Campos who has entries in. I think he's he's got an F two team. I feel like the meme of the guy from LA Noir with the doubt. <laughs> yeah. <next> <laughs> <one>. <laughs> doubt. It's it's not quite the yeah right that's going to happen levels of uh, Stefan Grand Prix. No, if, if anyone remembers I'd those every time they it's turn absolutely up. Absolutely on par with USF1. Currently, yeah. Yeah. They, they had a factory for 20 minutes. Yep. Well, these uh, these, these guys have have apparently already got a team working together of, of some names that have been floating around Formula One for a while. Rich uh, Energy, T Minus, Gary Anderson. <laughs> no, no, good lord! Please not Gary Anderson. <laughs> he built one good car one year, and that's it. <laughs> it's, it's worse. He's, he's been dining out on it ever since. It's yeah. worse than Alan Ball, who basically lived his last thirty plus years on the fact that he won a World Cup <laughs> and then turned turned into every single middle aged man that splits up with his wife and goes travelling to Thailand. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, when have you got that holiday booked? <laughs> I haven't split up with anyone yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not that lucky. <laughs> Yeah, Formula One have released a statement saying that what was it? While while we are happy with the speculation of new teams want to enter, wanting to enter, we've had no confirmation as yet. No, no serious talks have taken place. I think it was the closing line of the Formula One statement, but that was countered by a statement for a joint statement from MIM and the Campos that said, um, "Here are some dates where we actually met with Chase Carey and or Ross Braun, and this is what we discussed. We we would consider these serious talks." <laughs> We would like to put an entry forward, but of course, um, we don't know what the rules are going to be. Well, no, and they are—they would be well behind on development for 2021 if they were to start now. Do you know what I mean? So, 2022 is probably more likely. Mm. However, that would be the second year of a new formula, yeah. And then you've got Honda scenario where mm. you're literally playing, ca- yeah, you're playing yeah. catch up for for three, four years. We and can't a new have team, another Hispania situation. That's no. my that's my my worry is Hispania were were so far off the pace, dangerously so. Yeah. yeah, they were the first to fall out of the of the inverted commas three new teams that, that joined in 2010. The Formula all one, of them have the gone. Formula One point nine. Yeah, yeah, they, they they all lasted less than six years. They're all gone. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, we, we can't have a situation like that. They have to follow the model of Haas. Yeah. Or go down go down that kind of route. You know, like a re- maybe like a Renault junior team or something like yeah. that. Or... And also, it's got to be another team coming into Formula One under the proviso of this like financial revolution that will happen to Formula One with budget caps and stuff. Just Which like is what the last fucked three, HRT yeah. and, and it, every, Virgin and... It always works K- K- well. Caterham K- 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 Lotus. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Caterham Lotus, Renault Lotus. Yeah. It's, a, it's such a squirrely thing, isn't it? They'll, like, ca- um, budget caps and things because on half of me thinks, yeah, well, there should be something to help the other teams compete. And then the rest of me thinks, well, hang on, if fucking Ferrari and Mercedes have got 400 million that they want to put into Formula One, they should be allowed yeah, to do it. They're not. 
They're putting it into their Formula One team, not into the Formula One sport. Oh yeah, I know, I know what you mean. But it's just it's just a weird thing, you know, to not to take like if one of your like the strings to your bow is being financially backed well, to remove that seems yeah. unfair yeah. in a way. Yeah. But on the other hand, you shouldn't be able to buy a world championship. Doesn't every single sport do that? Yeah, and I think it's unfair in every single sport. I, I don't think it's fair mm. that in 15 years ago, um, Abramovich bought Chelsea and all of a sudden they won everything. I was just yeah, just going to say then, Russians buy football teams and then yeah, they start winning and stuff. the billionaire, you man, what's his, uh, the, the, the guy who owns Manchester City, bought Manchester City when they were kind of towards the bottom end of the Premier mm-hmm. League. And now they're like at the top. Well, not right, not top right now, but you know they they they've gone on to win everything. Yeah. You know it's um, it's on. Un- I think that part that part of it is unfair. Like Dan says, being able to buy a world championship or any kind of but championship isn't it the is same unfair. argument. Isn't it the same argument of like, oh well, uh, Lewis Hamilton wouldn't be winning uh, wouldn't be winning races if he wasn't in the best car. But then the argument is, well, the best drivers end up in the, in best, the best car, yeah. getting paid the most money because they're the best drivers in the best car. Yeah, usually. Yeah, it's it's a tough one, but I'm all for at least a new team, possibly mm-hmm. two new teams joining well, Formula One in 2021. A few weeks ago, there was the uh, stories about there was it Panthera Team Asia. Yeah, absolutely not. Straight away, straight away, Panthera is not going to be a competitive Formula One team. I can tell by the name. Panthera Team Asia. <laughs> if DS Tichita can do okay, unless, unless it's painted like a panda. No, but but pan- like a panda. Yeah, not a panther. No. Panthera Team Asia, PTA. Mm-hmm. We all know that's a meeting that goes on far too long. <laughs> As kids, we all have parents who went to parent-teacher association yeah. meetings yeah. and did not leave until hours after your refreshments were run out. Mm. But yeah, there's. I mean, there's no... I've, I've not seen so far any sort of serious details on who the backers of this Panthera team Asia are. It's some mystery set of investment bankers and hedge funds. Meanwhile, apparently. Ad- but Adrian Campos has been around for years. That's, that's the thing. I mean, in lower formulas. Yeah, he's immediately. been involved in motorsport for 15, 20 years. More than least. that, probably. Has there been a successful team that's had like something geographical in the name, like USF1 or Force India or... Force yeah, Force India were relatively successful. They're not there. Varying degrees. <laughs> the, the, the B in BRM stand, stood for British, I think, so Maybe, BRM yeah, yeah. were successful in the time. But, but, they, but you never used the full title. I think that's a grey area. It's always BRM. Yeah. Like BAR was British American racing, yeah, wasn't yeah. it? That's why for, uh, the Formula uh, A fell apart, is because it was just geographical teams. Yeah. And it was terrible. Awful. <laughs> Scuderia Italia? Oh no, wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are. We are. We are definitely struggling here. Aren't yeah, we? we are definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't. I can't think. I can't think of any others. Certainly no. not any successful no. ones. Stuart Grand Prix was essentially Team Scotland. Team Shortbread. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. What should we move on to next? Um, ah, yeah. On. Unsubstantiated rumours about uh, Mercedes are now managing Lando Norris. It's mm. an odd one. All oh, looks. Well, no, it's not that Mercedes are managing Lando Norris, but the the company that was managing Lando Norris has been taken over 
by the management company that's run by Toto Wolf and somebody else in Mercedes. Mm. So instantly, everybody who's managed by, I think it's Horatio or something like that, um, which Lando Norris is, is under the umbrella of, are now under... Toto Wolf's umbrella, essentially. And yeah. he's tall, so he can hold a, an umbrella up pretty Now, high. some people put two and two together and got roughly seven by thinking, well, hang on a second, McLaren have just done a deal with Mercedes to supply engines in 2021. What if Lando's the you know, part of the deal, like first refusal, mm-hmm. uh, you know, or retention, you know, if Hamilton retire, if Hamilton retires and Bottas leaves... It makes leaves, sense. Then, you know, they've got two, two instant plug-in drivers... Mm-hmm. Which, you know, uh, British fans are spaffing themselves over by, by thinking it was going to be Norris. And Absolutely, I was, I was one of the spaffers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and we all know how easy you are. Mm. Um, which I, I found it interesting, and I looked into it a bit, and I found rumor after rumor after rumor. But then, as Dan said before, no one with a journalist has actually bothered reporting it. Mm. So, whilst it's, whilst the, whilst it might be quite interesting that. The management companies have changed hands, but that's a rumor as well, isn't it? No, I think that I think that's what's happened. The, the management company that Toto, because uh, the management company that Toto Wolf yeah, runs, but I thought that was unsubstantiated as well. I think it's all could be a thing that might be a rumor, and uh, so so basically that that that's where the the, the rumor came from. Yeah, and nobody's reporting it as as news, so it's it's either not newsworthy if or something. Or, it's complete bollocks. If something was to happen, if something like that, then come the first race, which will obviously be Japan this weekend, would start to hear dribbles coming out. You know, and all the media people yeah. are in the same place in the same paddock talking to people. So I don't think... I mean, Lando's done really well in his first year in Formula mm-hmm. 1. I've, I've been very impressed with him, especially his, his, his single lap pace. He hasn't pace won a Mercedes yet. drive. No, his single lap pace in qualifying mm-hmm. has been really great. What's not great, and he's taken a little while to, to, to he's doing it the right way, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but his racecraft, his wheel-to-wheel fighting, he, we don't see an awful lot of it, but he does tend to lose out a lot. Yeah. He loses out on the first lap a lot, yeah. definitely. Yeah, yeah. so he needs to get a bit more elbows out, mm-hmm. maybe maybe a little bit more pushy. Again, I'm not. this is why I'm not in Formula 1 management. Mm-hmm. I don't actually know. But it seems to me that Lando needs to be a bit more aggressive in on Sundays yeah. in, in in the races. Uh, he perhaps once bitten twice shy when he tried to overtake Stroll in Spain, and that went wrong. Yeah, but that was Lance Stroll. Yes. So I think as a young driver fresh into the sport, you can do serious damage to your reputation by being two elbows out. Yeah, by being two elbows out. Yeah, I mean this is what I mean. He's he's slowly building. Um, he's clearly got the speed. Um, but when it comes to the races on Sundays, on, on Saturdays, I don't know the, the, the exact head-to-head between him and Carlos, but to me, it always it seems quite even between Lando and Carlos on Saturdays. No, Lando's battered him. Is he on, on yeah, qualifying? Yeah, absolutely battered him. But then on Sundays, it always seems like, well, you look at the championship, Science mm. is, is, is way ahead of Lando in the standings. Lando's had a bunch of bad luck. Yeah. He has had bad luck, but uh, again... But yeah. I, I, there have been I agree with both of you. I, there's been opportunities. He's had a lot of bad luck, but Carlos's race pace does seem to be yeah. better. There have been opportunities where Lando could have picked up bigger lots of mm-hmm. bigger haul of points, and in the last few laps, either something, as you say, Dan, breaks down, mm-hmm. or he just fades away a couple of places yeah. um, as the cars behind him get faster. 
So I can see why the rumours have started. Mm-hmm. I've just had a look on... Um, but he's not a Mercedes driver. I just had a look on the uh, website from Lando Norris's current manager's ADD management. He is still there. Mm-hmm. And they're reporting on what he did in Singapore. So if anything has happened, the whole company's changed hands. Yeah. Or nothing's happened. Yeah. It's one to keep an eye on, definitely. Yeah, like I say, I think if something if something has any weight to it with that story, we're going to hear about it. Because the race weekend was well, it something to do with Valtteri Bottas became Toto Wolff's? Oh. No, became Toto Wolff became. Um, did he leave or did he join Toto Wolff's management company just before he was announced at Mercedes? Um, I think he was under Toto Wolff's management and he had to leave because he was about to become a Mercedes. I think so, yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, Toto released him, didn't he? Because it was said it would be a conflict of interest if yeah. he was to be managing. And that was a drivers. big clue at the time, if you remember, that, that he'd been released from Toto Wolff's mm-hmm. management company. He's like, well, are we about to get Bottas? We're pretty sure it's going to be Bottas anyway. And then, lo and behold, it was Bottas. So, if it wasn't him, it would have been Villeneuve. So, Toto managing uh, via several different companies, Lando says Lando to Mercedes is definitely not happening. Yeah, but he's also a manager of um, Esteban Ocon and George Russell. Mm. Who you'll notice are both not driving the Mercedes. No. So, there you go. It's so, as soon, as soon, so as soon as one of them leaves that management umbrella, bye-bye, Mercedes driver, probably Valtteri Mercedes Bottas. Mercedes driver number two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mercedes number two. <laughs> like in the old F one ninety seven. Could be Williams number one. <laughs> What's up next? Ah, uh, yes. Um, Pierre Gasly will be finding himself without a seat for on, Friday on Friday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, Possibly the... because it's raining too heavily. I think we find himself without a seat in twenty twenty. <laughs> Well, the guy well, who's listen na- to this. The guy whose name that we can never remember, and thank you for writing it down, Chris. It's okay. Uh, Naoki Yamamoto, or better known to Lee as Hurry Up and Get Out of the Car So Jensen Can Get In, um, will be testing the Toro Rosso in FP1 in Suzuka. He is 31 years old, and you can't call him a Honda protege anymore because I think 31 is too old to be a protege. Mm. But he is basically fully Honda-backed and has been for years. Well, Honda, Honda listened to Jensen Button and Jensen Button turned around and said, he's quick. Like yeah, He's yeah, got yeah. the talent to be in Formula One. I, do, I don't think it'll turn to a race drive. Not a 31-year-old. Not the way the sport is now. No. How old was Damon Hill when he made his debut? Not the way the sport is now. <laughs> yeah. That was nearly 30 years ago. Yeah. Jesus. It's all right. I'm sat here wearing a 1988 Guns N' Roses tour shirt. You are. Yeah. I'm I'm wearing a 1994 Soundgarden t-shirt. Three. So. 93. um, So I know Bad Motorfinger was 91. So, yeah. So what do we know about the way things are these days? Dan, when did you buy your t-shirt? Oh, no, I bought... A few weeks ago, I think. (laughs) I bought bought this t-shirt about two years ago. But it it, it depicts an album from 1991. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I bought this just before Christmas last year. Do you think I could actually get into a t-shirt that I bought in 1988? I, don't know. <laughs> I I bought this, and it's obviously a tribute to the Beatles' White Album. <laughs> you spe- I thought it was a tribute to, to the Plain White Teeth. <laughs> that as well, but yeah. going hey back there, to Delilah. <laughs> oh, I, I I thought it was to show your hatred of Spinal Tap. <laughs> None more white. 
<laughs> Formula bad. One. Yeah, Do sorry, we have we're not patronizing. No, no, no. <laughs> if you want more crap like this, then go to uh, patreon.com slash three legs, four wheels and um, pledge anything from a pound upwards to make us shut up. Yeah, <laughs> basically, yeah. It's, it's a tribute to large parts of the brawn livery. <laughs> bringing, it, bringing it back on topic. Yeah, it, look, it looks like this is just part of this guy's Honda development to get him racing at the Honda-owned Suzuka circuit yeah. in a Honda-powered car. And there was no chance of him sitting in a Red Bull for no, nine no, minutes. No, not at all. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, whatever. It's... It's a bit of a non-story to me. I don't, no, I don't, I don't mean that there had there have been room there have been rumours up until about four or five weeks ago that he mm-hmm. was possibly in contention for one of the Toro Rosso seats, but it looks now like he'd have to, he'd have to crush it. Like the thing is, he? it doesn't matter even if he does because I think it's going to be uh, weather dependent. But the um, the way that that Toro Rosso operate that I I cannot see that they'll put a driver in this late in the season in an FP1 and then decide that he's going to be driving for them either before or during the off-season, you know, before the end of the season or, or during the off-season. If they, thought, if they genuinely thought he was a, seat, a contender for, for next year's seat, mm-hmm. we would have seen him roughly around Silverstone kind of time. Yeah, well, he would have to get in that car and be a straight-up murderer, wouldn't he? You know, like five seconds ahead of his teammate. Yeah, like Hamilton, yeah, Yamamoto, yeah. Yeah. Leclerc. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is the sort of thing that uh, Toro Rosso will be doing as a favour to Honda. Yeah, as... yeah, in front of the Japanese crowd. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, Honda made no secret that they want one of their drivers in an F1 car, but the plain and simple fact is none of them are actually good enough. Good enough at the right age and whereas Yamamoto may be potentially good enough like you say he's missed the boat isn't it weird how with all the racing you get in Japan we haven't had a decent Japanese driver you know they've, uh, was Sato the best Takuma uh, Takuma Sato was, was was the driver who if I remember from well he's good at IndyCar mm-hmm. because it's mainly keeping your foot planted yeah and not using the brakes, which is kind of, <laughs> which which kind he, of what he was great at in F1, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, he was amazing. And I remember mm-hmm. him running wide. I think it was in Melbourne, the first race of the season, and he just just did not lift. Yep. Like, lift, Takuma, lift, and his car was bouncing all down, like, the grass was just, like, throwing crap everywhere. So yeah. it's like, lift, Takuma, lift, <laughs> and he didn't. <laughs> I mean, the, the, Indy, the IndyCar He's about 200 commentator. metres at full speed on the grass. The, the IndyCar commentators call him the beast. <laughs> <laughs> Like yeah, you can you can you can see why. Mm. You know, he prefers to use like walls and other cars as braking. That's fine. PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. Takuma Sato is the, the 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 PlayStation driver of uh, of IndyCar. But um, we had a Japanese driver on the podium in was it twenty twelve? Kobashi. Yeah, and the whole we had a very very strange strange situation where the the. Everyone lost their shit over Kobayashi, didn't well, they? Well, the, the crowd started chanting Kamui. Uh, yeah. like, well, well, I never, ever heard that at Formula One Grand Prix before, where the whole, the whole crowd was like, Kamui, Kamui, Kamui. Yeah. Like, He'd never done anything noble worth cheering for up to yeah. that point. Yeah. Well, he was always exciting as hell to watch. Kamui Kobay Crashy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, I, I he had some Kobe great Bashi. overtakes, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did he? Yeah, yeah he did. I'm st- yeah. I still question the great overtakes, because his overtaking was... 
driving into the side of people and then pushing his way through. I, they weren't overtakes, they were muggings. No, quite often he would go, he would go, around, the, he'd go all, around the outside of a that, hairpin or the, yeah, yeah. No, all, They were all on the inside of the hairpin, they were all smashing people out of the not way. Not all the time, no. He did do, he did do some pretty, like, like not, I won't say Verstappen-style overtakes, but, but in, in the sense that like, you're, nobody overtakes there. What are you doing, Kobayashi? You're I, absolute mentalist. I heard there. people think, referring to him as a future world champion at that time, and I thought it was fucking no, ridiculous. No, no. It took no. you weeks to speak to your dad again after that. No, he, <laughs> the dad, my dad knows a bit about Formula One. He wouldn't say something so ridiculous. <laughs> your dad also knows how to wind you up, so he might. To be fair, there's no one around this table, at least. <laughs> no. No, I wouldn't never... He, he could have been a, a Maldonado-style race winner. Um, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but uh, third was as good as he got. So. But I mean, the, the level of some of the other Japanese drivers that we've had. I mean, Tora Takagi, spring, no, springs to mind. Yukio Katayama, Taki Inui, Taki Inui, the only person to get hit by uh, by a Marshall's car twice. Aguri Suzuki, Shinji Nakano, exactly, and either of the Nakajimas. Mm. Shinji, Na- oh, was it Sh- Shinsuke uh, Nakajima uh, and Satoru Nakajima, his yeah. dad. I mean, Satoru Nakajima had the worst look possible because he was the first driver to have a, um, a camera actually on the car, sending live pictures. And they reckon it was the camera that caused all his DNFs because they, were all, they all seemed to be mechanical failures. Because it was here. Because <laughs> <laughs> he had to hold it like a big TV camera. Yeah, while yeah. He was Unfo- unfortunately, it was two years before the invention of the steady cam. <laughs> But God, imagine being the cameraman for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think it's, it's like you say, it is strange because, I mean, Japan is massive on racing, the, num- the number of yeah. series that they've got. Um, and good competitive series as well, you know, like uh, well, I mean, the, Super Formula. They, they, get, they get drivers from all yeah. over the world going to Japan to take part, and the international drivers are being beaten by the local ones. Mm-hmm. But then they just can't, just don't seem to be able to make the step up into, well, even F2. Mm. I'd imagine with it being so separated, because racing, or at least Formula One racing, is still very much based around England. Yeah. There's there's a couple of teams in Italy, but... The, the vast majority of them are in a, in this ecosystem even, around even Silverstone. To widen it, even to widen it, it's very yeah. much a European sport. Yeah, you know? and Japan is so far from that. And the language barrier as well. So, like, your New Zealand, your Australian racers mm. can come to England and settle in and race and go up through the series there. And that could work two ways as well. That could work why the guys that end up doing okay, like in Western racing, don't do as well in Japan because of the complete culture shock when you're going there. You know, yeah. Mm. I just typed into um, Google, most successful Japper, and then Google filled in... Japanese Formula One driver. Who is it? Uh, it has not actually given me an answer. It's almost as if Google knows your usual search queries. If Lee types yeah. in Japanese into his search engine, we don't. Tentacle want to is see the, the next word. <laughs> <laughs> Anime that didn't receive a certificate. It's fucking ridiculous. As oh, we... if I'm going to watch porn where the bits are pixelated out. <laughs> We, we actually mentioned every modern uh, Japanese Formula One driver. Uh, Not Nak- very good, but memorable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, Satoru Nakajima, Aguri Suzuki, 
Uka Katayama, Taki Inui, Shinji Nakano, Toro Takagi, Takuma Sato, Kazuki Nakajima, and Kamui Kobayashi. Yeah. So yeah, it it could it could just be that they don't like Europe. This has had this has had such a big segment on this show. I feel that like we may never speak of a Japanese Formula One driver again. <laughs> oh, Hideki Noda. Oh yeah, everyone everyone forgets about him mainly because he was completely forgettable. Mm. Because he only did three races in the nineteen ninety four season. <laughs> <laughs> he failed to finish any of them. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, to me it seems kind of like the Americans as well. That hmm? they're a long way from Europe and they've got their own successful national racing series. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. IndyCar for those that can drive, NASCAR for those who can't. I, d- I did see something about this weekend's NASCAR race where somebody was complaining about being held up by a car that was 24 laps down. Ooh. <laughs> 24? <laughs> Max. <laughs> but when they were complaining, were they saying blue flags, blue flags? Um, no, they were in a red state. No. <laughs> it, was, it was NASCAR. They were showing yee-haw and trying to shoot the tyres out. <laughs> oh, God. Shop, shop, this shop track ain't it. big enough for the two of us. <laughs> and it ain't me who's going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> we'll move on. Um, Autosport magazine in print form is sadly going to be no more because things on the internet have ruined it. Well, though so Autosport say nothing's changing. That's because they're still going to do a digital edition. You just, if you want to want to read it on paper, you just have to print it out. Yeah, it makes. Yeah, sense. it's yeah. F one racing as well as part of this that's gone as well. Yeah, it's it's all part of the motorsport group. Um, Zach Brown is in charge of that. Can we blame him? Well, yes. The problem no. is the the world yes. moves so quickly, and like with having twenty four hour news cycles and stuff, what's the point in putting a magazine to print which is already out of date? The date. It It arrives in the shop. What's the point in doing a thorough, well-researched, thousand-word article when you've got idiots like us talking about it every week? It's all right. By the time this podcast goes out, we're usually out of date. Yeah, exactly. We're not not journalists. We're commentators. It's different. The the thing is... Sean's the journalist. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what it is. Everything has just become so almost like disposable. Um, there, are, there are online newspapers which don't don't ever print. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're just online. That's yeah. literally it. Yeah. The Independent uh, stopped printing a daily newspaper a couple of years ago, and that is now online only. Yeah, website and, and an app. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you, you know, it, it's, it's the way things are going. I can't remember the last time I bought a newspaper. I can Christmas Eve. Why? Um, by the Guardian every Christmas Eve because the King Williams quiz is in there and I always prefer to do it from paper than a website. Okay. Mm. Well, you just what, social media as well has got its nail in it, hasn't it? Especially Twitter. Yeah. Because Twitter's such a good news aggregator for things. You know, if you, if you follow enough things... Well, you just have to know how to search that you're interested hashtags, in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think as well, interviews and things like that get syndicated. So rather than having... Uh, rather than a journalist having a long sit-down conversation mm-hmm. with a driver that ends up being a four-page article, yeah, you see the, the, video. the same questions and the clips from it will be everywhere on the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it, well what you're saying there about the interviews is perfect because... It goes straight up on YouTube. Yeah, it goes, it goes up on YouTube. So instead of like reading somebody else's opinion of somebody's words, which, like, like you say, could be a 4,000-word article... 
it's a three minute video that they've based this article yeah. around. Yeah, and they don't have to buy a magazine at like four ninety five a month or no. however much it is to, to, to watch a video for you mm. know on the one article they might have bought the magazine for. Yeah. Well look at um, I mean video games, video games press, like like written press died years ago. There might be still a couple in supermarkets and stuff like they're big enough because they've got a picture of Fortnite on for a four year old to get. But the actual like magazines that were aimed at people sort of like 16, 17, 18. I used to buy CVG. Years I, ago. I used to yeah. buy loads of them. I think the biggest seller of video games magazine these days is Retro Gamer. Probably, yeah. Um, and it's, it was always the way it was going to go. And if, I'm amazed that Formula One, although it's a big sport, it still always feels quite niche compared to everything else. I'm amazed that it's lasted this long. You know, it's I, th- most... I think that, I think that's the Bernie factor because up until the Liberty takeover, he didn't know the internet. The worked. internet, the internet was the enemy. Mm. Jean Tot printing out the pages Print. of the Twitter. <laughs> the best, getting his secretary to print out the best pages of the Twitter. Yeah. I like to hope that was a language barrier. I don't think no, it was. No, <laughs> no, I, no, I just because he can probably speak English better than I can. <laughs> No, I just get the feel, I just get the feeling that was real. You know, it's a shame to see another historic title disappearing off the newsagent shelves. But then again, who goes into a newsagent to buy anything other than a bar the of chocolate only and a can time, of coke? The, uh, the only time anybody's bought F One magazine is when they've been just about to get on a plane. Yeah, that's when yeah. people buy magazines. Yeah. Actually, yeah, that's, <laughs> that, that's why W H Smith is in every single UK airport. Yeah. It's law. Mm-hmm. We haven't got one in the airport here. Yeah, we do. Yes, we, we do. Oh, is it a Smiths now? We've got one in the sea terminal. It's been but... a Smiths for years. Yeah. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> yeah, the one upstairs. That's how much attention I pay. <laughs> <laughs> it's thought... not in the departure lounge. Just before you get the... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah I, I usually turn up at the airport just in time to check in and get on the plane. Just in time to check in, get your F1 magazine and get out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I pay absolutely zero attention to the airport. <laughs> that's what you have to get in early morning flights. I mean, like ten o'clock in the morning. That's early for me. No, it's not. It's not Tr- early me. for you, but not for anyone else. Trust me, it is. I um, wa- I watched the streetlights go out this morning when I was having a coffee, feeding nice. Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's winter now. They're staying on till like eight o'clock. <laughs> no, they go off at um, six, six in the morning, I think. Mm. Yeah, I didn't see six this mm. morning. Uh, right, the next thing I've written down is tyres. Apparently there's a tyre test. Yeah, Pirelli were having a tyre test in Barcelona today. That was quiet. Yeah, nothing in advance about that. Uh, Vettel was taking part in a Ferrari, and apparently they were testing next year's tyre compounds. Mm. No news on how they are compared to this year's, but the Pirelli did say that he did 145 laps. Mm. Now, is it... 2021 that the 18 inch rims are coming in or is that next year it's next year mm. so was he testing 18 inch rims it would um, appear so where the fuck are the pictures because I want to see them I think real. that's I think Must that's why they're being secretive test. about them maybe that and the fact they were, they were embarrassed because they had to red flag the race because someone that looked like the Claire was seen dropping pins at T4 <laughs> <laughs> Now, now, he's not dick dastardly yet. <laughs> I, I heard that in the garage, Leclerc stood next to Vettel and Vettel just started turning around. <laughs> <laughs> Is this going to be the new, the new feature of the show, Vettel Facts? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Vettel Facts. 
<laughs> no, because all the Ferrari fans will think we're hating on him. We're not at all. It's not his fault that he went on the teacup ride and it stopped. <laughs> <laughs> See, you're saying I'm not hating him. I don't. I don't. I don't hate him. I wouldn't hate any sports personalities. People that hate sports personalities are ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. I do think he whines like a cry, crying little child. You said the same could be said for Lewis Hamilton when things don't go as well. Oh no, he the last couple of races, Leclerc has been worse than any other driver in Formula One Leclerc in recent has, memory. Yeah, yeah. We, more so than Roman Grosjean, and Roman Grosjean. And that's no, pushing it. No, Leclerc wasn't whining. You know that because he said on the radio, "I'm not whining." Right. The guy behind Leclerc had to put fucking inters on for a while. <laughs> <coughs> Hashtag Vettel facts. <laughs> Oh, God, this is only going one way. Tell you what, we'll, we'll move on. Um, the weather on three legs, four wheels is sponsored by Honda. It is. Well, Honda are going to want it to rain at Japan. This is kind of the pre-preview preview. Yeah, there's going to be a Category 2 hurricane, of course there's going to be. We might, it says Japan preview next, so we might as well just do, do that mm. all in one. Yeah, well, it's let, let's. we have had our own weatherman, Bradley Chambers, on Twitter somehow turned into a meteorologist after he realised that there was a, a hurricane brewing and heading towards Japan. Uh, he's been following this, this, this hurricane with great interest uh, on Twitter. If, if, if you follow Bradley... More, on, more power to you. Yeah, yeah it, it's, it's been quite... He actually got Sean Kelly involved in one of the conversations about um, the, the hurricane mm-hmm. because after po- posting various pictures of tra- possible trajectories for the hurricane, somebody responded, has uh, a Formula One race ever been cancelled because of the weather? I hear Donald Trump's good at predicting where storm surges are going to go. <laughs> <laughs> Gina. <laughs> uh, anyway, but he, he won't send aid unless he gets help first. Um, the uh, moving That's what Vettel said about Leclerc. Yeah. Hashtag Vettel facts. Yeah. I heard he was here. I heard Vettel was the other whistleblower. Hashtag Vettel facts. Um, but no, Virtual Statman said that the, the no race has been can- no race meeting has ever been cancelled after it started. The longest that a race has ever been postponed was uh, one year at Spa where the track broke up. So they postponed the meeting by three months. Um, but yeah, never been cancelled because of the weather. And Max Chilton's still running. There's a first time for everything. Yeah, there's a first time for everything. We have seen that... Uh, <laughs> I like the idea of this over with, with Spa breaking up, that there being some sort of border issue between Spa and Frankisham, <laughs> and there was just a wall built between it. I think, what it, I think that was... Frexit? <laughs> Surely it's Frexit. But the, uh, I don't think you say Spaxit anymore. No, we can't. Not since the mid-90s. <laughs> I think rain got under the tarmac and lifted the lifted the surface up, which is why they had to postpone the, the racing mm-hmm. at, um, at, at Belgium um, many years ago. But the uh, the Rugby World Cup is also happening in Japan at the moment, so there's another world sporting body keeping a, a really close eye on this on this um, weather system. Uh, but yeah, I, it's rugby. That's only to see if they need to bring a coat. Well, <laughs> the, the Scottish apparently are fine. The Scottish are like, I don't care. Like, like, and it's just like we're. For, for actually, what? 
<laughs> yeah, we'll be all right. The, the, Scot- the Scottish captain's official statement was, uh, this is what he said to the press, we're from Aberdeen, Glasgow and Edinburgh. Well, actually, they're a bit posh in Edinburgh, but it doesn't matter. We're, we're, we're used to this. <laughs> <laughs> That's the official Scottish. So he's fine. He's like, Scotland are going to play anyway. <laughs> How Scot- many tropical storms do they actually get in Scotland? It's just a year-long it's tropical storm. It's heroin a tropical storm. <laughs> That was the one after Gilead, wasn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Rain spotting. (laughs) Yes. Brilliant. Um, So, yeah, I mean, the worst worst of the super typhoon is apparently due to hit on Saturday, roundabout qualifying. Yeah. Uh, And um, Super typhoon also sounds like a Japanese motorsport series. (laughs) Or a team. Yes. I would back that. Yeah, on on, on, set of Super Monaco Grand Prix 2. No, but yeah, I'd, for 2021, 20, 20, I, I would back Super Typhoon. I'd, I'd, I'd point pain to the Kickstarter. Yeah. Well, you know what to do, Japanese listeners. <laughs> but the Probably batting down the hatches. Yeah. Um, but the... Um, the fact that rugby are keeping a close eye on the on, on the storm as well, uh, they're saying they've got contingency plans. I mean, they can move matches. Uh, I think... There might be a legal problem with that, mm-hmm. but that's rugby. Um, but when it comes to Formula One, if it, if it doesn't all happen by Sunday, that's a, an issue. They have, they have talked about moving races previously to Mondays. Mo- MotoGP did it. Was it last year or the year before? When they raced on a Monday? Yeah. Because tried- it was Silverstone. Well, the, no, they threatened to race on the Monday at Silverstone, and then uh, MotoGP said, no, we're not going to do it, and the British Grand Prix ended up getting cancelled. Right, yeah. Right, okay. But there was another. didn't they do another one where they did race on the Monday? That wasn't so long ago. Not sure. I think I think there was one, but you've got all the mess around with tickets and people. That's what yeah, I mean. Tickets things, and people going yeah. back to work, and you know it's not on, on the Sunday, mm. etc. You know, and to, to be fair though, traffic in and out of Suzuka and the and, and the and the the, the infrastructure it all becomes a huge problem if it's not all done by the mm. Sunday. Now we have seen before qualifying run on the Sunday morning. Mm. I wonder Excuse if circuits me. are insured for that. You'd think you'd think the event has insurance in case of cancellation or things like that. Pretty sure the Ferris wheel's going to be closed. Yeah, probably. Yeah. What that great big metal structure that's the highest point on the circuit? Yeah, either that or or, or, or the uh, the pit board, the the classic Suzuka pit board. Oh, the big tower. Yeah, yeah. that's been running since the sixties. With mm. it still still runs its old its old configuration light light bulbs. Mm. Um, to show which car is in which position, it's position, and then the number of the car, which is confusing. Yeah, but they like to do things like that in Japan because they put the dates with the year first. That makes sense. That's a sensible go, way to do it. Yeah, things. year, month, day. Yeah. That makes sense. Anything's more sensible than month, day, year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah so, sorry, America, you big, are wrong. Big, middle, small makes sense. Yeah, because then you can go even smaller, even smaller, even smaller and yeah. just carry it on. Yeah, or small, small, or, or tiny, small, get bigger, small, medium, big. You can do that as well. A twenty, the a twenty fifth of the seventh of October. No, just like you know, like, like fourteen milliseconds past, two minutes past eight o'clock on the nineteenth of January. Have, have, so, we got, so, have we got that little news this week? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically, this is just so, a podcast. The only the only figure eight circuit in Formula One, um, mm. chassis or power, hard hard to describe. Bit of both. It's a com- it's a combination. We but, have had, but there's no straights. Well, there is, but they're, but it's got they're not big, very straight. But though. it's got a big curve in the mm. middle of it. Yeah, I that, that makes it not a straight. I want to make one adjustment to the Suzuka circuit to make it more in, more exciting. Get, Get rid the of loop. the bridge and put a crossover in. Get rid of the bridge. 
<laughs> Put a jump there, yeah. No. Just a junction. <laughs> Grows with, with way lines. <laughs> um, who do we think is looking good for this weekend? Hard to tell. Take, but, taking the weather out of consideration. Ferrari should be strong. Mercedes will be strong. Mm. Red Bull could be strong. Yeah. The only you'd, you'd expect so because Honda are apparently bringing their little sort of tweak, aren't they? They're, they're bringing their spi- second spinal tap reference. Mm. They're bringing their turning up to eleven power for for Suzuki. Will this involve penalties then? If it's new, no, engine? no, because taken all, all the Honda drivers have taken penalties in the last two races. Uh, I mean, Kvyat went through three engines in Singapore alone. Mm-hmm. So everyone has a fresh engine in the car. Actually, in some cases, a full fresh set of components. Yeah, that haven't done more than two races. But doesn't that? But if they've got like a, a new engine upgrade, that doesn't that mean that that upgrade won't be in the pool of engines they've got? No, they're all in the. They're all. On, they're all upgraded to the latest spec. What they do, What Honda are planning on doing this weekend is turning turning the power. Oh up. right, okay, cool. Just turning it up. Yeah. These cool. these new engines have more power available to them, mm-hmm. but they didn't run them at full tilt in the last two races because they weren't really power circuits. Mm-hmm. But there are sections of this track where having the horsepower is an advantage on the on the not straights. Oh, this tip. You see, this section th- one really twisty. How many times have section we seen this? Section two kind of chassis part. Yeah. Sort yeah. Of section three power. I think McLaren will do well. I hope so, but I think if it's wet, it's 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 which it's probably likely to be, mm-hmm. um, especially the Saturday if they qualify on the Saturday. It, you're going to see, like, it's, it becomes like a leveler almost across yeah. the field. Um, Second leveler's reference tonight. <laughs> well, the other one was in the other pod, wasn't it? I think it might have been. Um, yeah, it becomes like a level. I'm not saying you're going to see like George Russell. Like winning the race or anything. No, no, but, but yeah, it is. Wayne's always been the great level of Formula One, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. It puts um, on stroll on podiums. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the kind of thing that could happen when it, if it rains as heavy as we're Jordan one twos. Yeah, but <laughs> let's not forget what happened when it rained super heavy in Suzuka five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the terrible Gilles Bianchi incident. Yeah, that, a wet Suzuka, and everyone at that circuit will have that in their minds. I do. A, I do hope it. it doesn't end up going super cautious, though. You know, to the point where no, but, it's silly. No, but also we still fresh in the mind is mm-hmm. the is the um, unfortunate incident at Spa where we lost Antoine Hubert. Yeah. Um, of course, Juan Manuel Carrera has put his first statement out uh, this week as well, just saying he's still processing mm-hmm. it all. It's that being so fresh and this being five years since Jules Bianchi's mm-hmm. accident and with his protege, Charles Leclerc, being right at the forefront yeah. of the sport, it's going to be very, it's going to bring it all you know, bring it all back, it's going to be very, very... Not, I, I feel with the, re- with the restart rules now, you know, like if you if you red flag a race and stuff like that, they're being, they, they tweaked the, those rules, didn't they? Maybe they'd be more open in that situation to red flag a race and start it again. Possibly, yeah. Mm. Uh, the virtual safety car, of course, was brought in for those kind of reasons after the Bianchi incident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So, yeah, I mean... <sighs> We might we might say, oh, are they being too cautious? Is there such a thing as too cautious when they really, really don't want something to happen at the same arena again? I think it's, it was just a freak thing, you know. It, I, you've always what 
but the, it was the virtual safety cars and the cars out there now. That incident with Shield Bianchi could still just as easily happen under the virtual safety car as it could under a full safety car. You know, so I think <laughs> I think in the wet now, mm-hmm. uh, I think the rule is if it's a wet race and there is a recovery vehicle on track, they have to red flag it. They didn't in Germany, did they? No, they didn't. They've safety carded it. Yeah, yeah, full safety car. Yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't just rag red flag every race when there's an incident in the world. The Yankees incident, remember, it was double double waved yellows, and some drivers weren't slowing down. No, uh, and it's one of those things. All the other cars got around that circuit. Because you know what I mean? It wasn't Bianchi's incident, of course. It was Adrian no. and Sutil's yeah, incident. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was being recovered. It's a tragic accident, but that's what it was. It was a tragic accident, mm. you know. So, I, that I do think sometimes, although I think respect should be paid to people when these things happen, I do think incidents get dwelled on too long. There should always be a nod of the head that something terrible happened. I mean, this would just be the fifth anniversary of Sean yeah. Bianchi's terrible accident. Yeah. But with Antoine Hubert's accident very still quite fresh in the mind, but only completely three, different. Races ago. But completely different. But still, both freak accidents. Yeah. You, you know, but you're going to get there in motorsport. That, it's it's dangerous. Be, yeah, yeah. Anything that's going to be avoidable mm-hmm. should be very avoidable. Oh no, yeah, absolutely. I don't want Formula One to be a fucking bloodbath no, by any stretch of the imagination. No. Like people, like you always say, people yeah. who watch Formula One for the crashes. But that's I don't. I just don't want Formula One to be. St- I don't want them to be cautious to the point where it destroys racing. You know, you can't you can't do that. If that's them, everyone might as well pack up and go home if that's the point. I think Formula One is too cautious when it comes to rain most of the time now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like the new rules of starting under the safety car to clear the water away yep. and then, then start having a full start because nobody wants a safety car start. It's a proper wet, wet squib to start a race with. Um, but yeah, you just, if they're going to let the guys race in the dry and batter each other off the track, then we shouldn't get terrified when a bit of water hits the track. No. So. No, I think with the Bianchi accident, the big thing for me is Martin Brundle had been saying for years yes, that something absolutely. like that could happen. So if they're going to say, right, recovery vehicles are on track, mm-hmm. we are slowing things right the fuck down. Yeah. I've got no problem with that. No, no, that's abs- but, absolutely fine. But at racing speeds, if they can see well enough to race, which in the wet, they can't always. Nope. If they can, then, yeah, they should be racing. Yeah, yeah. It's a case, you know, for full wets. Mm-hmm. You know, do you mandatory full wets or do you have to say, oh, no, it's wets or inters choice of... Because that was another thing as well, wasn't it? That the, the he was on inters when maybe it should have been on full wets. But a lot of drivers were because it was faster than being on the full yeah. wets. Mm-hmm. I'm amazed there hasn't been something put in place for the for recovery vehicles in Formula 1. I Because I, obviously you can't go and put a crash barrier around a crane yeah. because of like the moving of it and like moving up and down yeah. stuff. But I don't see why if it's a part of the circuit where you know there's a crane that can be deployed, I don't see why a movable crash structure that could go with the crane <clears throat> and park in front of it isn't possible. It's that that seems like the most sensible way to stop that accident ever happening. Or slow down. Oh yeah, no, you do that, do that as well. But they, they, I yeah. mean, they, but they were under a safety car 
Yeah, I mean that's always something I've always been inter- interested in. I don't think but, that, I don't think it would ever come out because I think it'd be quite disrespectful if it came out. I'd like to know whether Jules Bianchi was speeding under the safety car. It, it wasn't the safety car. It was, it was double wave yellows. It was double wave yellows when he crashed. Okay, well, I'd like to know if he was speeding through the double wave yellows. The, the yes, th- he was. The, the thing, the yeah. thing is with double. But a lot of drivers were. The thing is with double wave yellows, there isn't actually a speed limit. Yeah, they slow down and prepare to stop. Yeah, but there isn't actually a limit. You know, you Pe- just have people to, have been people you, have been. You just have to sh- show that you were in a position where down, you could yeah. have yeah. been slowing down. But you've, got, you've got to lift off through the through it, haven't you? Yeah, but, but it, if you're trying to make time up in that area, which is what I I think might have been the case. Yeah, I, I think if you tell racing drivers they've got to slow down, they will lift off the smallest. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So the virtual safety car, where they say, Especially "This is the speed car. you've got to do." Yeah. If you've got, a, if you've got that little chance where you can make up a couple yeah. of seconds, and you're in a Marussia, you're going to try. But let's uh, close this off. With let's move the, on. Yeah, with, yeah. with virtual Statman's um, most memorable point of uh, the Suzuka five years ago, which was that Jules Bianchi, for a portion of the race, was running third. Yep. Behind the Mercedes pair. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And when you look at it, that's how unpredictable from a racing point of view wet races could be. Yeah. So it looks like we could be in for a long day on Sunday mm-hmm. if um, everything happens as currently forecast. So that's going to make predictions incredibly difficult. Yeah, because we're not going to know. We're not going to know until sort of the early hours of Sunday morning who's qualified where. Mm-hmm. Um. I'll do, shall I do the uh, people what are not here's predictions? Can do, yeah. So that'd be Sean. And who's our guest predictor this week? Our for? guest predictor this week is Stephen Faber. Hey, oh, okay. Stephen Terror. Yes. Um, he is going for a Hamilton win, Verstappen yep. second, and Bottas third. No Ferraris in the top three. No then. Ferraris in the top three. Uh, is, is he banking on it being a wet race? Has he given any indication? Or? He, uh, he hasn't. He, ha- he has done one thing, but that's in the, ne- in the section that we do after the predictions. Formerly known as Heroes and Villains, mm-hmm. yeah, which, which we, we have renamed, name. yeah, which <laughs> you'll find which you'll find out in a minute. Uh, Sean's predictions: she has gone for a Verstappen win, Hamilton second, and Leclerc third. Okay. So who is going next? I'll go. All right, Hamilton, Bottas, Verstappen, both Ferraris, DNF. Ooh. Ooh. How are they DNFing? By going into the side of each other. That is going to happen at one race soon, <laughs> isn't it? You can put money on that happening before the end of the season. Yeah. It, it, has, it, it will, like... Hashtag Vettel facts. Yeah. Or Australia next year. Well, being the greatest racing driver in the history of motorsport and worth seven and centers, Sebastian Vettel needs to slap the manners on uh, Leclerc. Who's going next? I'm pretty sure the same thing that Lee says is going to happen to the Ferraris. They'll take each other out. And he's worth seven centers. At least. <laughs> bearing, in right. mind, bearing in mind an Ayrton is Cockney rhyming slang for £10. Yeah, an Ayrton Senna. So Vettel's worth 70 quid. I'd give him 70 quid if he was short. <laughs> Let's go for Hamilton win, Bottas second, Albon third. 
Ooh. Verstappen engine failure. <gasps> oh, well, I was sorry. But before we moved on, I was going to say, like, whenever um, Honda turns stuff up, tends to happen, doesn't yeah. it? And we've seen Honda a couple of times with McLaren at this point of the season when you go, they've fucking nailed it. They've nailed it. And next year, everything's going to be fine. And they go, we're redesigning the engine. And then everything goes to shit. Verstappen. <gasps> win. win. Jesus, you better put a tenner on that, mate. Honda to win in Japan. Stick, stick an Ayrton on it. Or seven. <laughs> <laughs> Not seven. Good Lord, no. I'd be bankrupt. Um, Hamilton second. Carlos Sainz third. Ooh, this is bold. Okay. Stick a tenner on that one. I am going to go... Uh, I'm going to go for a Hamilton win. I've also gone for no Ferrari on the podium. Oh, well. <laughs> Every, Same reason so far. I'm going for a Hamilton win, Verstappen second, and I'm going to go for Vettel third. See, half mine just look... I think Vettel might just come through facing in the right direction. We might end up with another Germany situation if the weather is that bad. Where, so where like, you got completely crazy race. Yeah, we, you know. Kvyat gets his second podium of the season. Kvyat gets his first win. Yeah, George Russell gets in the points. and So normally we'd say, right, who do we think are going to be the heroes and villains? But we've renamed it. Rock stars and wankers. Yes. Why we didn't do this at the start of the season after Drive to Survive? I still like heroes and villains. Because I think it's funnier calling Grosjean a villain. Rather than, than a wanker? Yeah. Because Wank, Wank, Wankers is, is down to is down to uh... Wankers too friendly. <laughs> <laughs> like there's intent. If someone's a villain, there is intent. Stop, wa- stop acting like a wanker. Yeah, but a wanker could be just oh, I've just pissed on my jeans. Oh, you wanker. You know, you wouldn't just <laughs> you you wouldn't just oh, I've dropped a, I've dropped a cup of coffee on the floor. You fucking villain. <laughs> <laughs> Depends whose floor it was. If it, yeah, if it was the Mercedes garage, yes. The thing is, with you saying with it being intent, Grosjean's not always doing things with intent. It just happens because Grosjean. Maybe. Look at what happened in Russia. Maybe. Yeah. So heroes slash rock stars and villains slash wankers. Yeah. The weather is going to be one of them. One way or the other. Yeah. It could, yeah, it could be one of any four. A wank star. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Coming to you soon on ITV. <laughs> Please tell me it's not a Simon Cowell show. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't be a wank without it, would it? <laughs> but the... I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, right, okay, if it rains, I am gonna go, uh, George Russell for hero because he will have an absolutely storming performance in the wet. Yes. And possibly. he may be troubling the, uh, troubling the scoreboard. Well, they've already said that the Williams might be better at Suzuka, haven't they? That was one of the circuits that they thought. Who said that? Williams? Yeah. They, when they were to win, they were no, not Claire like it's Williams. Gonna, yeah. No, it was George <laughs> Russell because they, they knew that like, the power, power circuits weren't gonna suit them. George uh, Russell, who has bet his yeah. house on Williams improving in 2020. Mm. He's going to need spare room, isn't he? Yeah. No, I, th- I think they'll improve. I, I think they'll be, they'll be back with the other cars. They, won't be, they so. won't be as far off. You and him are related, offering a place in the ancestral family home. Well, might as well. <laughs> right, cuz. <'cause. laughs> 
Um, but yeah, I could, I could actually, I could actually see George Russell having a great performance if it's wet. I agree with you. Yeah, I think either or Saints maybe, maybe the be. A, in fact, no, I'm gonna go with Flood's thing there. I'll be Alban. Alban will be the hero. Well, I said, I said Carlos Sainz on podium. I think Dan said Alban. Oh, did you yeah. say Alban? Because uh, I, I, I'm still interested to see what happens when Alban and Sainz have a clean race together with no shenanigans because I I still don't think that Verstappen would have done any better than Albon in the re- last race I agree yeah when do we think Grosjean's going to make an almighty cock up if he doesn't get taken out it could be his good race because he normally has one in a year doesn't no, he no he's got a contract now hasn't he yeah he's, he's got it falls to pieces once yeah, he's, he's got his contract now He's he's got the um, Fat Boy Slim album cover at the back of his garage. You know the one that's with the kid on with the t-shirt saying "Why, Why try, try harder?" harder. Yeah. I'm already number one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I I think I think Grosjean will do something. Grosjeany. Grosjeany. Wankery. Yeah, I think there's every possibility of it. Turn one. Turn one going wide into somebody on that like big runoff area. Doing a centre pros with Magnuson backwards, maybe, yeah. Because you've got that, you've got that sort of sweeping turn before. I, I don't know because you've got the sweeping turn, then you go into the S's, and those, turn two is tighter. And those S's, you can really cause chaos. Yeah, the. I think I think it takes a Toro Rossman or Williams with him. <laughs> so which one, Gasly? What? Which which Toro Rosso? Gas, Gasly and Kubica in the Williams. Gasly, Gasly and Kubica, yeah. Yeah, for my my heroes are going to be the early call strategists, the ones who make the calls that that provide, produce an unexpected result. Might not be science, but I think somebody's going to sneak onto the podium who probably shouldn't be there. Softer um, tires than they should have earlier on than they should have because there's going to be a safety car. That's if they can put soft tyres on. I was going to yeah. say, that, that, that depends on the weather. Yeah. Uh, I reckon we'll get a safety car within the first five racing laps. Possibly the first. I mean, they'll, yeah. be start, they'll be starting behind one at first, but after, after they actually get going. Unless the typhoon changes its mind and buggers up somewhere off. else. In which case, we'll just get a safety car within the first five laps. But because it's so big, it's still, still probably going to rain. Even on the Saturday, even if it rains on the Saturday, you get jumbled up grid, which means probably more crashes on the Sunday if the Sunday is dry. So yeah, it's going to be a real, it's going to be a really interesting weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you want to give us your predictions, just go on to the website threelegsportwheels.com, Got the game section and look for the prediction league. Predictions are open until five minutes before Q one. Uh, whenever Q one is. Might be Saturday. Might be Saturday. Mm. Might you might get some bonus time up to Sunday. Yeah, that that's the best we can say about it. And also, it's early for us, but late in night for others. Yes. What time? Uh, what time is it? It's a ten past six UK time start. Ten past yes. six UK time lights out. Yeah. Mm. So we'll be we will be doing the live blog, and um, there'll be a McDonald's breakfast happening on. Yeah, there. I should think so on Sunday morning. Yeah, I'll come come down along Peel Road. <laughs> You, you can pick up the breakfast then. Yeah. That's a good idea. That's a good idea because we, we we will need hot fried food. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we shunt it? Why not? Let's so, do that. Let's shunt it. Phone away. Uh, this one was sent in by Antonio 
Guerra, Guerra, I think it is. I haven't got my glasses on, so not only do we have my 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 uh, troubles pronouncing foreign surnames, but also my trouble seeing. So this is going to hinder you for the clues for the shunt. So they so, better be right. So first clue. I was born in 1795. <laughs> I was blonde. <laughs> I've, I've just counted them, and there's too many clues. So. Too many clues. Yeah, uh, and he hasn't numbered them. I like. I them. was brown. I like them when they're numbered. But I don't think we've had this one. But this one comes all the way back from the fourth, 2018. All right. Okay. Is it, all right. In that in that case, is it Burt Mylander or Lightning McQueen? <laughs> Absolutely not. Right. Well, good start. I was born. Yes. Yay. In 1972. Okay. So right, okay. 47. Yep. I am a Formula 3 world champion. A for, world champion? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, they, they used to have world Formula 3, sort of up to... Uh, I've always known it to be a regional until the recent merger between European F3 and I think, I think international was, F3. I think was world, there was a world Formula 3 championship sort of... From the early 80s to mid-90s. Right, okay. I have won the 24 Hours of Le Mans. Everyone has. (laughs) (laughs) I've won it a couple of times. My first guess then in that case... I was second. How old? So what what are we talking about? 47. 47. 47. Mm. I still won my class. You're thinking Mark Webber, aren't you? No, I was going to say Yannick Dalmas. He's probably a bit. He's probably a bit older than that. Hmm, could be. I've not got anything better. You gone with that? Yeah, as a first guess. I was born in a country with only five Formula One drivers. So not Yannick Dalmas, I don't think, and not Japanese. No, because we've already we've already, count, we've already counted all the Japanese drivers tonight. It's amazing how these things tie in with earlier on in the show. I was born in a. It's almost like we plan stuff. Hecke <laughs> Rosberg, yeah. Kimi Raikkonen, Mika Hakkinen. Valtteri Bottas. Valtteri Bottas. Heike Kovalainen. And Heike Kovalainen. Heike Kovalainen. Occasionally... JJ Later. Um, yes. Yeah. Occasionally Nico Rosberg, but not by the time he got to Formula so 1. So we've got, we've got to six and a third. Yeah. Yeah. I have been a Formula 1 commentator. I'm going to clarify, I've had to adjust that slightly because it's old and if I tell you how it's written, it might be out of date because it says, I am a Formula One commentator. But you don't know that that's true. But I don't know if that's true as of now. I have been a Formula One commentator. Okay. All right. So he could still be one. David Coulthard? Jackie Stewart, Jim Clark, BC. Johnny Dumfries. Johnny Dumfries. There must be another Scottish driver in there somewhere. Alan McNish. Yes. I can't see the thing, by the way. And what's his face who's on Sky? Paul DeResta. Paul DeResta, thank you. Oh, yeah. Although Johnny Dumfries was only the Earl of Dumfries, he might not have actually been Scottish. Okay. Yeah. Johnny Dumfries sounds like a nickname, doesn't it? Alan McNish has won Le Mans. Alan McNish has won the one. He's roughly the right age. Yeah. Are you, are you going, is, is that the clue? Shall we go with, go with yeah. Alan McNish? Yeah. Can do. I am an FIA World Endurance Champion. A bit like Alan McNish. Alan McNish. Yeah. 
I participated in 32 Formula One Grand Prix for two seasons. Two seasons until he got binned, like Alan McNish. Yeah, Alan McNish is, I reckon, one of the lost guys of Formula One. I think he'd have done. Came in a bit too late. Too late. Should have been in earlier. Spent a lot of time. uh, Spent a lot of time testing before he actually got a race seat. Mm. And apparently, he, he was one of the best. One of the best test drivers for giving feedback, and that's why teams were reluctant to give him a racing seat because they wanted him in the because that was the days when they had uh, full test teams doing more laps than the actual race cars. I, I think also that that clue, if it is Alan McNish, has got to, I, I think there's probably more Scottish Formula One drivers that we've overlooked. We may have to do some research on this. Yeah. Post shunt research. I was the first driver from my country to score a point in Formula One. So not, not Alan, Alan McNish. McNish. Pedro Lamy. I believe this This is the last question is what you've got, isn't it? I think we are nine. No, I think we just had that seven was or that eight. S- that must be eight then. I think that was eight. Pedro Lamy? Uh, Portuguese? Portuguese. Uh, Tiago Monteiro. And I am all out of other Portuguese drivers. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of any. But Formula One's been going for quite a long time. Yeah. Pedro Montero, Tiago Lamy. <laughs> <laughs> Pedro Lamy, I think, won Le Mans. Did we have Pedro Lamy recently, perhaps? I don't think so. Okay. Have we got a last clue, or is there two more clues, or what's that? I think there's more than that. Um, I started my my F1 career by replacing Alessandro Zanardi. Pedro Lamy. Yes. Replaced him at Lotus. Was it Lotus he replaced him at? I think he did. I think he got one more. Um, I have driven for two Formula One teams. I don't know if Pedro Lamy drove for more than one or not. Lotus and Larousse, probably. It's gonna, it's gonna be some, it's gonna be something back of the grid and diary. Oh, hang on, did he? Just, I think it was in Arrows for. A... Larousse sounds like a place in like Canada, Canada, Canada on the French side. They had, they had a terrible <laughs> livery. Their livery was all of the colours. Was it all of them? Sounds like something I might quite like. No. Made Danny Rick's helmet look like a black and white TV. Yeah, picture. Google Larousse overalls. I think, yeah, I think you're on onto a yeah. good one with Pedro. Pedro Lamy, Portuguese. I can't name four other Portuguese Formula One drivers. Well, we've got Thiago Monteiro. He, well, <laughs> <laughs> he got up. He got points. All right, it was Indianapolis 2005, but he still got points. And he'll be roughly the right age as well. Yeah, Pedro Lamy, of course, revolved in that terrible accident in the, in the opening lap of Imola with JJ later. Yes. Are you ready to give me an answer? You want you yeah, got this one? I think Pedro Lamy. I am Pedro Lamy. Oh, nice one, Chris. Well done, Chris. Well in there. Right, how do you send a total shunt in? And um, does anyone fancy a quick Google for who the other Portuguese F1 drivers yeah, have been? I will do that now. We are missing three. Uh, you can tweet me at a total shunt and send it in a private message, and I will get it that way. Or you can get me on Instagram if you're one of the Instagrammy people. What, people, um, like, people who like taking pictures of food and putting pe- filters on them. Yeah, or them abs. Uh, yeah, you can also tweet me, or not tweet me on Instagram. You can send me a private message on Instagram. I'll get it that way. Or if you are old school and don't have any of those, you can send it to three legs, four wheels at gmail.com, which is also the regular address for uh, any sort of emails that you want to send us, as some people do. I have the five. You Portuguese. have, the, you have yeah. the five, right. So we managed to. Can, can, we, can we hazard any guesses at. 
But so we got Tiago Montero. He made his debut for Batmarkers Jordan in 2005. Pedro Lamy made his debut for Lotus in 1993. And the third Portuguese Formula One driver um, drove for Scuderia Coloni in 1991. Oh, they were a team that really featured on everyone's radars. Um, why do I get the feeling that the letters used with their name mostly was DNPQ? The car was out of date, fragile, hard to handle, and as a result, he failed to pre-qualify for any of the 13 <laughs> races he entered. Are you on gprejects.com? No, I'm not. I'm actually on Wikipedia. Who was he? Pedro Chavez. Next. Now we go back quite far. This driver participated in five Grand Prix between 1959 and 1964. Why do I... Five races in five years? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why do I feel like we need Sean on the phone for this? <laughs> Mario de Araujo Cabral. I hope I've said that right. Sorry, Portugal. <laughs> and then... I can I can think I can pronounce the first ever first ever Portuguese driver. Um, despite not arriving to the only race he was entered in nineteen fifty eight Portuguese Grand Prix. Okay, so he he didn't turn up at his home race. He was entered therefore. Well, Bernie Eccleston has entered into two Grand Prix. Yeah, fair fair enough. Uh, as a driver, so <laughs> Casimiro de Oliveira. We really did need Sean for that. Yeah, we did for that list. Yeah. Um, if you want to get a hold of the rest of us, you can get us on Facebook at Three Legs Four Wheels, Twitter at Three Legs Four Wheels, and individually on Twitter we are at Flood Twenty One, at Dan Dankleton, at Pablo One Hundred, and Sean is at Sean Cowper. Um, all that is left is a quick reminder about the Formula Lee Challenge, which is a lap of Suzuka in the wet in a racing point, and you've got another week to get your times in. Um, that's about it, really, for tonight, isn't it? Feels like it. Yep. Uh, we'll be back doing the blog on Sunday for the race. Sunday morning UK time. Yeah. Um, there will be a qualifying blog if it happens on Saturday. If qualifying happens on Sunday, I'm going to have to see what time that is because it could be having to either stay up or get up unfeasibly early or just skip sleep altogether. Ooh, whiskey. No, no, <laughs> no. Blog responsibly. <laughs> this isn't... Twestival from all those years ago now, Paul. What we don't stay up, drink a bottle of vodka and watch and then, FP1. And then watching the rain Carter K and spinning his uh, car around. They were fun times. Yeah. Hmm. Our more innocent days. Uh, but we'll be back with another podcast next week where we will look back at Japan and whatever the hell happens. So we'll see you next week. Until then. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Laters. <laughs>